This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! I make it quarter past wrestling. It's the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. We really should have. Uh, they don't exist anymore, do they? Disney Superstores. I don't know. We should have really gone and got Disney. some matching polos. <laughs> <laughs> this was the theme. Of this week's episode of Surprise, surprise! They're still at fucking Disney. They are still at Disney, as are we, as we are watching every episode of Monday Night Intro from the very beginning, or its bitter end, or ours, whichever comes first. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio Tom Campbell, along with resident WCW kid Sam Driver. You all right? I saw a meme uh, on the internet with that picture on that you're, the T-shirt you're wearing. The, the ominous Patrick, yeah. Ominous Patrick. I saw one, <laughs> but he had like a woman's legs over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it just, just Patrick having sex. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's. <laughs> so now I look at that and I'm just thinking of the, the, the meme. How can you look at Patrick Star and not think of raw sexual energy anyway? Well, I do now. Yeah, all good. And that's all... All I finally I do. got you on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. Just sort of uh, just cracking on with work, and then uh, saw Steph this weekend. We've just been chilling out, really. Ah, oh, so yeah. did she come to? No, I went down to Sheffield. Yeah, a little trip down Chef Chef. Yeah. What did you did you just like hang around, just watch films, and just... yeah, just hung out. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Lovely just that. just chilled. Like a nice weekend like that. Yeah, it was do good. Very little. It's good that. Uh, I avoided a, a guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett by half an hour yeah, you this did. week. That's quite exciting. Yeah. <laughs> he was, do you know what? He is great. Yeah. He's, he's right. <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoy his podcast. Whenever I have the chance to catch it, he's always one I do try and stay on top of podcast-wise because it's just... Uh, He's got a very interesting perspectives. Very interesting perspective on things. Yeah. And just a good sport. Yeah. You know, we turned up with bloody afternoon tea and... And cakes yeah, you're making them eat carbs and sugar and <laughs> carb yeah, loading with him. a nice black tea because he likes a black tea, and uh, he, he's just a good sport. He'll be on the channel soon, coming soon to, to a cinema near you, not a cinema. But more importantly than that, here we are in 1996. Here we fucking go. Where Back the, in time. Summer in 1996 was far better than summer in 2023. That I think you week, can say that about pretty much anything. It's a safe yeah. bet. It's life big. in 1996 was better than life in 2023. I didn't get one angry tweet in 1996. Yeah. God, there was no social media. You could leave the house and, you know, nobody would be able to contact you. Good times. Yeah. Great, that, innit? Interesting. Yeah. Mum, I'll be home for tea. Yeah. Very vague. 
get outside and play for nine, nine hours. Yeah. Until the see street you, lights come yeah, on. See you when it's dark. Yeah, yeah, the good old days. The good old days. Uh, so we're back in 96 where the summer's far better. It's just rained for weeks in the northeast of England and I think everywhere else as well. Yeah, shit. I need to cut my grass really badly, uh, but it's I can't cut the grass until the rain stops. Yeah. So it's just like fucking getting ridiculous now. It's it, getting ridiculous. The, the, the wettest July, I think, since records began. Yeah. As they say. I mean, it's just shit, isn't it? I do hope you they just kind of like I like I like the rain. I like when it's sort of when you're sat in the flat, you've got nothing to do but play games and it's pissing down and it's like a Sunday afternoon. Mm. That's like the best. But when it's like that for three, four weeks and you got to like walk around in it and you got to like live in it. Just, nah, nah. Do, do you think um, Tony Khan's got the weather app on his phone looking at London going, ah, I'd rather he had the fucking booking app on his phone. <laughs> yes, I and, uh, know, right? Announce some matches because I'm starting to regret buying tickets. <laughs> like, I I know it's probably going to be a, a really good show and everything, but like we were just saying before in the office, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's the end of the month. He's doing back-to-back fucking pay-per-views on the same week, and it's a bit like, oh, this is super exciting. We're going to have, you know, potentially all these crazy matches. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to get all the way down to London. Spent a lot of money on the tickets. And I uh, just thought, just, 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 just give me just something tantalizing. Just a main event. Just something. Just a couple of names. I swear just, to God, just give I me mean, a thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. There's no way I'm not going to go. It's, it's the biggest wrestling event we've seen in bloody years. But it, it's, you know, it's just a bit like, come on, Tony. Just tell us what's happening, please. I'm you've, starting to get worried. You've only had a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by now, we've had a dynamite since this went to air. So yeah. you may have a match by now. Yeah. Maybe a, two. A match, a match or two. That would be fine. In which case, Just, yeah. almost, almost forgiven. Um, we are 10 days out, less than 10 days out, actually, from Ro- from Hogwild. Yes. In it's our on timeline. Saturday in our timeline. It is indeed. It's the Monday before. It's August the 5th, 1996. Number one movie in the UK is Twister. Mm-hmm. Number one movie in the US is A Time to Kill. Nice. Still there. Number one chart in the UK is Wannabe, and number one in the US is Macarena. So Which they're, they're just going to stay like that for a long time. Not much shifting. No. Nah. Not much shifting there. Uh, this week in the in the news outside of the wrestling, Alan Shearer became the most expensive footballer in the world mm. with a £15 million transfer from Blackburn Rovers to Newcastle United. And you would not fucking believe the amount of people naming their babies Shearer. Oh, it's It true. was a strange time to be alive you couldn't go into the metro center without there being just like i'm talking like shitloads all the little stands that you'd see in the shopping center would just be selling alan shearer associated car stickers merch window hangers anything like key rings anything they could make uh but it was a huge deal it was massive somebody hung a um was this then or was it a bit later somebody hung um i remember an alan shearer shirt on the angel of the north yeah i don't think the angel of the north's been built yet no, I'm sure it had been. Was I'm it really sure it built in 96? I'm sure it's like 25, let me, let 25 me, 30 years old. Let me, let me have a look. If it wasn't for the Shearer signing, it would have been for something big football-based. I'm sure the Angel of the North is is like 25. Angel of the so North. So maybe just built, maybe. Unveiled. Angel of the North is the iconic statue. 1994? Fuck go. me. 
I thought it was much later. I thought it was more of a millennium thing. But yeah, no, uh, I remember somebody hung a massive Alan Shearer shirt off it, like with the, the number nine on the back, a massive Newcastle top, uh, and everybody kicked the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but it's funny. Like, I don't get it. I think they got done for vandalism and everything. It's the good old days of the pranksters. <laughs> Plus, the Angel of the North, you see pictures of it, like, oh, it's fucking huge. Mm. Uh, you see it in real life, it's like, oh, it's, it's like, may as well be 20 feet tall. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, weird. It's not quite big enough to feel big. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> it's just positioned in such a way where it dominates the landscape. Yeah, it's on like a little heath. Yeah, and it's yeah. the heath that gives it that oomph. So yeah, when you get to it... It's like elevated up over the motorway and everything. And it's stuffed full of Greg's rappers. Yeah. Uh, August the 1st, 1996, a few days before Nitro aired, George R.R. R. Martin publishes A Song of Fire and Ice. That'd be uh, a Song the, of Ice and Fire, won't Song it? of Ice and Fire, apologies, I've even written it here. Uh, <laughs> the, a part of his epic fantasy Game of Thrones series. That he's 100% going to finish. And Definitely when it turns into finish. a TV show, it's going to be the biggest show of all time and all of the seasons are going to be good. And the character <laughs> motivations aren't going to get thrown out the window in the last season, which was more like a pit stop through random bollocky moments <laughs> and just sheer happenstance after all that setup, But at least now, I guess, he has the means of going, well, I fucking hated that in the show. I guess uh, that's not what I originally planned. Yes. I mean, he's never finishing them. He's, he's never finishing them. Oh, no. <laughs> Not a chance. On the same day that A Game of Thrones, the first in the series of A Song mm. and Ice and Fire is released, MTV launches M2. Ah, oh, M2. Because MTV got so fucking clogged up with cribs and documentaries, they uh, needed somewhere to had, play it music videos. Had, it wouldn't have had cribs at this point. Sure. No way, 96, you've heard the music on Cribs. Cribs is all like slick early 2000s R&B. Well, That's first Pimp f- My Ride era well, stuff. you say that. that, but you know the first guest on Cribs? Angel of the North. <laughs> all right, well, fair enough. <laughs> now, MTV2, MTV2 is like, uh, it was fucking amazing. And it is, it, it's a crying shame to see what it's become now, if it even exists anymore. It was like, I mean, 120 minutes You'd have, I guess, the 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 sort of reconstituted headbangers ball. You'd have everything kind of moving across there. As culture's getting more alternative, MTV2 starts to swing more alternative. And it's just, the fu- it was the fucking best. And then we had eventually stuff like Gonzo before Zane Lowe was not insufferable. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it sort of, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good channel. One bit of music news before we get into the uh, this week's episode of Nitro and the news around it. August the 6th of the day after this episode of Nitro, uh, the Ramones performed for the very last time at the Palace in Hollywood, California. Nice. Yeah. Last performance of the Ramones. Lovely stuff. Uh, would you? What, how much would you have given to have been at that concert? Uh, I, I, I like the Ramones, but I'm more into stuff like Dead Kennedys. I, I like mm. the really weird, like, political punk bands uh that were more overt so like dead kennedys were just out there doing crazy shit uh i like that but i uh, yeah i mean come on it's the ramones who who would say no to seeing the ramones (laughs) i feel like had had it not been so tragic i can't help but feel they would have done like some ridiculous stadium event like 10 15 years later i think i think once once you had bands like green day take off um in like a a massive massive way because green day were getting much bigger around this time but you know like by the time american idiot hits and everything's just like oh punk music um they they would have been able to go and literally just run any stadium they wanted if they would choose to do it because you know they might not have been up for it it's quite a corporate thing but then there's a lot of fucking money Mm. so 
Yeah. Hard to turn down a fucking lot of money. Yeah, hard to stay know, punk man. and do an arena, like a stadium show, innit? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of an oxymoron, innit? Yeah. To go, yeah, we're a punk band. Yeah, down with the government, but Catch thank you Catch us very at much. CBGB where we'll be unveiling the poster for our stadium tour. <laughs> punk band. Jets. <laughs> uh, punk Grebo, fuck the government tour. Sponsored by Capital One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> I do enjoy the fact that Kid Rock is performing at SummerSlam this weekend, uh, an event which I find is sponsored it, by Bud I Light. Find it, I'm just going to fucking say, yeah, that's amazing. But I, I find it fantastic that that man can still somehow work with WWE. In what fucking world? <laughs> like, he's, oh man, come on. It, it's, it's not so much like, oh my God, I can't believe he'd say the things he says and do the things he does. Because, I mean, it's fucking Kid Rock. Of course he does. He's a rich guy who thinks he's a redneck um but at the same time it, it's sort of like it, it's I, I just don't know you know it, it's sort of like i just don't get like, oh it's almost my like, god it, it's so cringe hmm. like the way he handled all of it where it's just like you know the guys the guy's been he's done a lot of bad shit but at the same time it's just sort of like when he's out there shooting crates of bud light going like no anymore i'm not serving this in my restaurants and all that shit. It's it's like watching your drunk uncle, you know, making very public statements about his wild theories about Donald Trump uh, at like a wedding where it's just not welcome. So it's going to be fun watching the reaction to him at SummerSlam. I, I bet just, he gets cheered though. Of course he does. Yeah. I wonder if they're just going to wheel out all the female talent to dance for him again <laughs> like that that one time. I'd make him drink Bud Light on stage. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that would be that would be delicious. But then hilarious. he'd come out afterwards and be like, I, swip, I switched it out for Natty Light or something else. <laughs> yeah, I filled or it full of... I filled it full of Miller. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Took a piss in it. That yeah. would show him. Uh, in the Wrestling Observer for this week, New Japan and WCW uh, have uh, revealed a single joint, a, joint, a joint elimination tournament that's going to be taking place in Japan uh, in September. Mm. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see Chono versus Sting. Yes. Uh, we'll see uh, Koshinaka versus Hugh Morris. Mm -hmm. Hashimoto versus Scott Hall. Nice. Will, uh, Stephen Regal versus the Great Muta. Lovely stuff. Nice. Uh, Ricky Chosu versus Scott Norton. Mm. And Arn Anderson versus, Hiro, uh, versus Tenzan. Yeah, fuck that. Oh. No, I'm well up for that. I love a bit Tenzan. <laughs> Luger yeah. versus Suzaki. Yeah. And Flair versus Fujinami. Be all right. Yeah, just a little bit of delicious. A little bit of delicious. Just a little bit of delicious. A few new faces on the way in, and we'll get into them. We'll get into Nitro. The Observer saying that Ted DiBiase <clears throat> is due to start with WCW at the end of this month. I wonder who he could be playing. Mm. Also, my mate Jeff Jarrett. Uh, will be legally available to join WCW uh, in the first week of October, but they are keen to bring him in. He's finishing up with the USWA. Mm -hmm. He's fallen out with the WWF at this point. Yeah, They've done the real Double J story that he didn't want to do. Yes. And they've done it anyway. So yeah. he ain't going back there. So come on into the warm, glowing, warming glow of World Championship Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett. And he will make himself part of the furniture. He'll be an integral part of Nitro moving forward. It sounds weird to say, mm -hmm. considering where he is career-wise right now, but he's going to be a massively integral part of, of Nitro, he especially. He certainly will. The one, two, three kid is starting imminently, but we're waiting on WWF and Titan to sign off on his release. They're taking a long time finding a pen. Yeah, they, they're just trying to come up with a, a good name for him, like the 456 kid or the, you know, I, I, it's, I just love that it was like, well, if you add up one, two, three, it makes six, but six is boring. So you've got to spell it funny and six, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just one of the weirder kind of gimmick names where I'm like, all right.
right. Yeah. You do you, hon. You do her. For sure. Well, yeah. he also like the seventh person to join? Well, I thought he was called six. Because <laughs> yeah, then they say like, oh, he's the sixth member. And they went, oh, no, I'm sure he's the seventh. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it was because uh, one, two, and three added up makes Make six. six. I like it. That's all right. Uh, on to Nitro we go for Monday, August the 5th, 1996. Fucking hour still in Disney. We're still in Disney. They've got two new shirts that aren't sweaty. Uh, <laughs> and basically, Larry immediately takes over whatever Tony's talking about, like all the usual opening bump, to talk about the new world odor, um, starting a fire with said odor, and then heating up a pan, and then panning up the heat, and then getting your opponents and throwing them into the pan. But it's all going to happen at Sturgis. But it's also like a pan that you throw your opponent. I don't fucking. You you messaged me about this <laughs> as you were watching it, and I, I was, was just, just like, "What? This it, analogy's gone on far too long." Is it more the idea that he's like, "Oh, you've 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 heated up WCW, yeah." So and now I get what he was going you. for. It was just it was it just sort of meandered so long. I was just like, "Ah." Oh. Okay. He did go on a little wonder, didn't he? Did, did yeah. I must admit, I, I missed this first time around because I was more distracted by what was happening behind Tony and Larry. Right. Who are, by the way, as we said at the beginning, in blue and red versions of the MGM polo shirts. They look adorable together. They look like <laughs> alternative costumes in No Mercy. Um, They're playing police siren lights tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wear them near your eyes and you've got 3D glasses. Uh there's a scene happening behind Tony Schiavone. See, a guy stands up and gets between them and the camera and goes, woo! And then I noticed this blonde woman looking a bit further back, who looked furious with this. Yeah. She calls over a security guard and starts pointing at this guy. Yeah. The security guard goes over and just basically says to this guy, can you calm down, please? And not <laughs> security guard goes over. You see him unsheath a nightstick, <laughs> a telescopic <laughs> metal one, and then the, he swings it as hard as he can. Uh, and we, the camera just cuts. You don't know what happened to that guy. <laughs> He's in the end of your own now. happened to him. But yeah, <laughs> he, 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 you hear a lot of bones crunching. <laughs> <laughs> we get a recap of last week, and apparently the four empty chairs were all part of a gimmick for last week. Oh, the empty chairs that were facing the hard cam. The, the empty chairs they mentioned seven million times were part of the gimmick. <laughs> it's like they're a song from Les Mis Act 10. Yeah. <laughs> Empty chairs and empty tables. You were there with me. Um, now, they thought the chairs were bought by the NWO, but now they weren't too sure because the NWO were too busy beating up the locker room. Yeah. Savage, as I discovered in the past seven days, uh, when he jumped onto the limo, that bit wasn't planned last week. Right. Okay. Just Savage getting a little bit, you know, a bit of artistic bit license. Away. Just like, okay, Hogan's on the rise. I better make sure I do something crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. so he leapt on the limo. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> think he was going to do that. <laughs> That was amazing. Tonight, WCW have decided the security is so shit, they're going to just do their own security. Yeah, so rather than armed security, who for whatever reason failed to use their pistols last week, you can't mm. tell me Disney's security don't have guns. Of course they do. Of course they do. Um, but yeah, rather than those guys uh, and the, the what's it, like Rocky Ridge Emergency Services or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Um, or like Boggy Creek or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, rather than them, that, they would rather just have Scott Norton standing there in a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> and Scott Norton stands at the corner the whole night mm -hmm. looking out 
at various parts of the crowd just thinking about what he's going to have for tea. <laughs> it, it makes sense. I like it. I like the idea that, you know, it's like they can only trust themselves to protect mm. themselves. You know, did security let the NWO in? They can't be sure of X, Y, Z. So it makes a lot of sense. But I think it's just funny constantly watching Meng, Norton, everybody around the ring just looking criminally bored mm. the entire night. Uh, it is Scott Norton as well as Big Bubba, Meng, and the Barbarian. We will see the Steiners appear later mm. on as well. Uh, all in street gear playing bouncers. But those four empty chairs are still ringside, which means they could oh, strike no. again. Oh, and Ray said there was four of them. Oh. Remember, mm. we're going to watch a whole recap of it in about 45 minutes time. <laughs> but remember... <laughs> we open with a tag team title match. The Rock and Roll Express are in the house. Ricky, yeah. Mort- Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson are challenging Harlem Heat for the tag belts. They've got Sherry and yeah, Rob Parker. Shezer and the Colonel. Shezer and the Colonel. I believe I saw them on the pyramid stage at Glastonbury. <laughs> uh, they pan out. And it seems like this is probably the biggest crowd they've drawn so far at Disney. It does. But there's one big glaring thing that I haven't noticed so far. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but I definitely don't think we've spoken about it. There's a fucking tree in the middle of the aisle. We mentioned it last week because Lex Luger nearly walked into it. I didn't realize it was like that central. (laughs) I I guess when you see it on a wide, it's like, oh, fuck. It's literally like you walk out, tree. (laughs) Is that like the heel and face side, depending which side you walk past? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So like Lex Luger walks to the left of the tree and they go, oh, no, he's turned bad guy again. The audience is like, what's going on? Dad's like... Alexis walked down the heel side. He walked past the heel tree. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that is heel and face determining tree. (laughs) But it's funny because you had, because you, because I had the same last week where I went, has that tree always been there? (laughs) Because Luger nearly bumped into it. And you've done that this week and gone, was that tree always there? Apparently it was. Uh, A very consistent heat, 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 heat chant. Uh, for Harlem Heat, people want to love them. Yeah, they like them. They're like they're, they're probably the most interesting thing in the entire tag division. They really are. tag divisions largely been that we've seen smaller guys doing technical stuff, or big meaty blokes just smacking each other. Fire and ice. Yeah, Legion of Doom, Nasty Boys, Steiners. So when you get a team Barbarian in there that's just sort of like bringing it on a whole new level and doing stuff that nobody else is doing, they stand out. It's great. Uh, metaphorical first blood goes to R&R. They send Booker outside the ring early on. From a Slim Jim break, we return to Booker and Stevie beating down Ricky Morton. Yep. Uh, well, the Slim Jim advert, for one, I, I enjoyed. It was a new one. We usually see him lifting up a dummy and then kind of pressing it behind himself. Uh, this time, it was basically, don't eat crisps, eat Slim Jims I, instead. I think it's an old one. Really? I seem I to can't re- remember I, him just doing the, don't eat crisps, eat a Slim Jim. I definitely remember Savage going, potato, them down. fucking thin slices of delicious potato. No, you Ooh. need pig anus stick. <laughs> Yeah, eat this blood bogey yeah. covered in meat, you yeah. pricks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what you want. That is where Slim Jims come from. Macho Man just goes to sneeze. There's like half of one sticking out at the end of one sticking out. He just pulls the whole thing out. What if he's the one and that creates them? sticks it in a packet, tapes it shut, sticks it on the shelf. <laughs> I would love for that to be... If I was Randy Savage, I'd walk around every every garage I went to to fill my car up with petrol. I'd just walk up to the Slim Jims at the counter and I'd snap every one of them. <laughs> They'd never believe you. <laughs> Savage came in and snapped all the Slim Jims. Yeah. I think he, <laughs> I think he makes them. And then them. when they were like, what are you doing? He could be like, I literally tell you to snap into a Slim Jim. He pulls and them. just pretend that's his job. <laughs> that's what I pay me for. 
Savage, can I have a Slim Jim? And he pulls them out of his nose. Like, but, he, <laughs> but when he does, his life force gets lower every time. So like, he's just tired. Like, come on, Savage, so one more the Slim Jim. The getting slightly bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's going grey. Slim Jim powers like, are draining him. One more, buddy. I, great you know, he could be floor. he could just be waiting for people in the audience that could have been a whole episode of Night Row in 2000 and I wouldn't have cared <laughs> he could have been waiting in the audience anytime anybody goes to eat one rip it in half just uh, how exciting that the more things change the more they stay the same on Saturday at SummerSlam in 2023 we're having a Slim Jim Battle Royal nice so yeah. without Savage, obviously. They better you know, have no, not Savage. They need the guy from Dave Mirror BMX. I'd be amazed if they got Savage. They need the, they need the, they need the Slim Jim advert man with the big wig. Slimothy Jimothy. Yeah, <laughs> they need that. If we don't get that, there's no point. I want somebody outside dressed up as the old Slim Jim mascot. Ah, uh, see, I would have said LA Knight as the new Slim Jim <coughs> mascot. I think well, he's born for that. No, but well, well, Slim Jim just came out your nose there. He could just do. Uh, he could just. He could just play the role. We already had, you know, somebody playing Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We yeah. could just, you know, somebody where KSI do be a prime bottle. <laughs> just get LA Knight out there, you know, be in great. front of the audience. <laughs> he loves that. Slim Jim man. That's he, what people want. Boo this man! Yeah. Do not stop <laughs> cheering LA Knight. You're doing it wrong. We're missing a trick here. Hi, I'm Jim Duggaroni Pizza. Yeah, and snap into a Slim Jim. It's a spicy pizza. Maybe that's how they come out. Maybe maybe the truth is Randy doesn't sneeze on camera because we've never seen him sneeze on camera. That's true. We've yeah. seen you sneeze yeah. on camera. Yeah, we've not seen Randy do it. Maybe it's because when they come out of Randy's nose, they look more like a, a Jim Duggan. Maybe it's actually like a Jim Duggan homunculus, and then he's got this little kind of, like, I guess, funnel into like a tube shape, kind of like a sausage machine. Maybe he just sticks it in that, and it turns it into a Slim Jim. And if they don't, then they turn to Jim Duggan's. And that's how we make the Duggan clones yeah, last week. You've you got to basically just make sure that you don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Or get them wet. Open a box. <laughs> Six little Jim Duggan's in a box. Oh, oh. You they just quietly hungry. shut the box and lock the drawer, wouldn't you? Shut like, the box booted out the window. <laughs> Good luck, lads. You come back when you're interested in pizza. <laughs> Christ, you know what? You know what? We've compar compared to Raw and SmackDown reviews, there is less episodes of this, but the lore is so much deeper. <laughs> oh my god, this is like this is like the classic review expert mode. Like, well, yeah, just talking about fucking Jim Duggaroni pizza. You've got to yeah. really know the law. Yeah, you got. Otherwise, you're just lost. Good. Good luck That's to anyone. That's a spicy pizza. Good luck to anyone that just jumps into <laughs> an episode of this. Goes, oh, Nitro, remember that? This would be a laugh. This is us two dickheads going. So yeah, Jim Duggaroni pizza. <laughs> Did you hear that the government is bees? <laughs> When do they talk about Nitro? <laughs> the government is bees, though. Oh, it is, yeah. You yeah. could tell sometimes by the way they buzz. Um, Stevie Ray breaks Morton like a Slim Jim as Rob Parker and Sherry are just dicking about at ringside. Important, he didn't pop him like a bag of crisps. He didn't pop him like... <laughs> the distraction leads to Morton getting a schoolboy on a two count. Booker T kicks off at Rob and Sherry as Rob is mopping his sweaty brow. He's very sweaty. Yeah, he's kind of distracting Sherry and then he eventually gets out of the ring. There's this sort of five second back and forth. He turns back into the ring and then he gets out of the ring and then he kind of has a word with Parker basically telling him to just pack in. Mm. I think Parker's just causing too much of a disturbance. Yeah, Booker misses an elbow on Morton, but Spinner Rooney's up and yeah. lands an axe kick. I'm trying to and think. And you're like, well, you know, like, why do people like Harlem Heat? That. 
Yeah. That's why I, people like fucking Harlem Heat. It's, it, you've never seen it before. It's just exciting. Is that the first Spinner Rooney you know, that man, we've seen? I, I just, I, what I want now more than anything is for just to take 1996 Harlem Heat and put him in ECW for one big oh, showdown match. Oh my God. That'd just, be amazing. Just Harlem Heat versus Eliminators or something. Fuck it. Just, oh. The wrestling world could handle that shit. That's amazing. I just, yeah. I want to see that. Uh, Booker misses a diving fist drop, and Robert Gibson lights it up after a hot tag. Uh, we see an R and R double drop kick. Sherry tries to break the pinfall with a kiss. Yeah, she tries to kiss Gibson, but Gibson's like, "I'm not having any of that." Kiss a girl, mm. no chance. No dis- and then just shoves her away. No disrespect, but if I was going to kiss either member of the Rock and Roll Express, it'd it- probably be Ricky Morton. I thought you were going to go. It'd be woman. That's the member of the <laughs> roster. Nah, nah Ricky Morton. Out <laughs> <laughs> of all the roster, I'm kissing Ricky Morton. Why are you, what, what you got against Robert Gibson? I just think out of the... In terms Tom, of... What do you got against Robert Gibson, I'm sure Tom? he's a lovely man. What do you got against him? I feel like he is the wingman. You say he's the Genetti of the Rock and Roll Express? I think he is a bit of the Genetti. Are you hearing this, public? I just... Tom's saying that Robert Gibson, legendary tag team champion of the past, still wrestling to this day. Just about... <laughs> is the Ginetti of the Rock and Roll Express? Yes. <laughs> You're a monster. He's, he's keeping an eye on me, I'm sure. Uh, Gibson shoves her to the ground, as you say, and cracks Rob Parker with a right hand for good measure. In the chaos, Booker lands a big boot, gets a three, but his feet are all under the ropes. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a kerfuffle, but it's mm. sort of like a quick win out of nowhere. <clears throat> Woo. Uh, and essentially, yeah, we get that we get that, that big HH only love, uh, you know, the, the Harlem Heat retain. Yeah. Uh, I like the Rock and Roll Express here. I thought they were good. Fun. Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of WCW like a big exciting opener, Rock and Roll can go out there and put on a hell of a tag match with anybody, throw Harlem Heat into the mix, uh, and then it just sort of dials it up to a thousand because mm. you know you're going to get a lot of inventive back and forth with it. They had a nice time. Yeah. Uh, mean Gene, speaking of tag teams, you can get a lot out of. <laughs> Gene's not with one of them. He's with the Nancy Boys. My favorite thing about this, I'll let you go on, but I'll, I'll, no, I'll, please I'll do. tell you when my favorite thing happens. Okay, so Mean Gene is chatting to Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. And Brian Nobbs uh, is, uh, says, uh, Hogan is a friend of mine. Hogan is my friend. Hogan there is you a go. friend it's, of mine. It's, I don't know why, because we're going to see more of it later. Spoilers. Uh, but there's a bit of a theme tonight of Hogan's friends getting brought into uh, question. Uh, and the nasties are just kind of like, we'll just do their own thing. And, you know, Hulk Hogan is a friend. Hulk Hogan is a friend. And they're just really reiterating that Hulk's a friend. Mm. Uh, but essentially, you know, it, it's just to, to cloud up suspicions about who does and doesn't support Hogan, where people sit, if they're maybe known for being closer to Hogan. But for me, it's still smacked of Hulk Hogan is our friend. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they're neither confirming nor denying that yeah. they, they want a piece of NWO action. Yeah. Of course they do. Sting and Luger come out and they're actually annoyed that Nobs and Sags are sitting on the fence in this way and they're not slagging Hogan off like the rest of them. I know he's your meal ticket, but you can't go on like that. They, uh, Brian Nobs declares, we know where we stand. We stand where we've always stood. We stand in Nastyville. It's none of your stinking business. Where is Nastyville in relation to Dudleyville? I believe that Nastyville is about 100 miles south of Dudleyville. What about Hardyville? Hardyville, um, Hardyville is, is near the seafront. <laughs> Hardyville's just way out west. Yeah. Uh, Nasty's near are the Bermuda Triangle. Further down than. <laughs> 
So yeah, if you if you, if you really you know you you have to go further down to really yeah. be in Nastyville. Uh, Capital City is Pity City. Yeah, there you go. Nice. And uh, and Hogan's got a, a a summer residence there. Should he ever want to visit Brian Nobbs? Spoiler, he doesn't. But yeah, do you, do you think it was weird? Lex and Sting came out acting a bit Karen-y. just like, how were... dare you hold this political view? They get how a... dare you? They're actually very Karen-y all night. Yeah. They get even Karen-y oh, that, later. Yeah, they do. They get real fucking bad later. They get really Karen-y later. They break law later. I think they do that. Yeah, I think I think they broke the law. They they pretty much should have asked for permission to do what they did. Oh, we'll talk on it. Uh, anyway, Lucas says they're going to make it their business tonight. Our main event is going to be the Nasty Boys versus Stang and Leg. Your main event. Yeah. You've got a world heavyweight title match on the card, but your main event is the Nasty Boys versus Stuger. <laughs> Stuger. It, it's. I. <laughs> yep. For the for the right to Hogan's then, love. Then we get then we get more of Glacier doing his karate outside of a church. He's still trapped in his ice palace, bless him. Yeah. I just like the idea of him breaking into a church after dark and just being like, just quickly, quickly film me. And he's just <laughs> all of his sick moves. And then some priest comes out with a broom like, I fucking told you. Shit, it's the clergy, run, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis film me doing my kicks. <laughs> Wanna show me mum later? Kick the priest, kick the priest. I'm not kicking not the priest. Kicking the fucking priest, she knows me, mum. <laughs> Your son was in our church again today, Winona. <laughs> Glacier, have you been in that church again doing your kicks? I just, Sorry, Mum. Can we just talk about the fact that Glacier <laughs> has been like six months of hype now? Via turned up timely in yeah, comparison. In, in relation to that. <laughs> like six months of build, like... It was a cool-looking gimmick. I, I don't think... There was any way it was going to set the world on fire. Kids might have flocked to it and and been like, "Yeah, this is really cool." But you know what you're going to do? Have him always win because if he always wins, then he needs to get the title. It's, and I don't think it's that kind of thing. So it's it's kind of I guess they might have planned to bring in more similar glacier. That was talents. one of the things that we read in the Observer but, a few weeks back. But it's it's kind of like I when you push somebody for six months and then it doesn't quite land properly. Is that the talent's fault or is that your fault? Now, it's an interesting one. I sometimes think it's a bit of column A and a bit of column B. I think sometimes you're given something and you can either lean all the way into it and get it over by your sheer presence. You know, they, they they can't really say they didn't try to promote him, I guess. No. Because they've really promoted the hell out of him. But they've done it in such a repetitive manner that it's yeah. comical Like, what's now. the point? It was the same advert for three months. Mm. I think they just started the ads too early. They yeah. should have held off until maybe now. Mm. And now, st- and then started the Blood Runs Cold stuff. Like, I'm not sure why. And nothing has been reported yeah, as to why there's such to a like, delay. Have the arena start to just go blue due in random segments, like mm. Undertaker style, and have some indoor snow, and everybody's like, what's going on? But I think it's, it's happening at the same time as this very real... <laughs> feeling invasion <clears throat> and then you've got this very wacky new generation style character yeah. turning up at the same time as a very real feeling invasion yeah it's a bit of a juxtaposition i glacier would not have been out of place turning up on monday night raw in 1995 he wouldn't have been out of place in wcw even two years earlier i think maybe six months earlier yeah maybe even six months but it's it sort of I think, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that we've got Hall and Nash just kind of shedding their characters very publicly. Hogan kind of leaning into the fact that this isn't a gimmick for him, even though it is a gimmick. Mm. Um, and and everybody's kind of just becoming more and more real. 
And then you've just got this cartoon guy just kind of going, yeah. And it's like, well. And also, I mean, I'm just, this is me thinking on the hoof you, with this, you got this cartoon character and I think they, they do end up utilizing like snow in his entrance and yep. stuff. Like, well, yeah, they, that's what happens. The, the yeah. arena goes dark, it goes blue and then it snows inside. Well, I guess you can't really do that in Disney. No, you can't do it at Disney, but at the same time, you can't really do it when you've also got Hall and Nash like stun gunning people on the card. Yeah. Like the fact that we didn't get to a point where somebody was just walking out with a shotgun every week and winning by default <laughs> is quite astonishing. And the chances of that happening, I'd like to think, were probably pretty high toward mm. the end. You know, I could see a character just walking out going, give me the belt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a common thing that my brothers would talk about and Jim would always say when we used to watch wrestling in 99. Yeah. Why doesn't Austin just bring out a gun and shoot Vince? Well, Pillman did it. Yeah, I mean, Pillman, Pillman pulled a gun on Austin. Why can't we? Yeah. Pillman's got a gun. Yeah. Back. If you get big bulletproof windows for the audience, they could just be firing all over the place. <laughs> Everyone's shooting the fuck yeah, out sellotape, of Sellotape guns that have the safety off, but somehow automatically reload with massive clips. Just sellotape those to their hands. So anytime yeah. they use their hands, the gun goes off. <laughs> And because you're wearing them at the start of the match, they're classed the as ring attire. The excitement never ends. And as you build up the card to the main event, it's like mini guns taped to each hand. So it's just the entire match. just <laughs> Arm drag in a hail of bullets. <laughs> Referees wearing like a Hurt Locker suit, just like. Cornette's like, this isn't what Garnier wanted. <laughs> um, towards the ring, we now see walking uh, uh, Mal Malia Hosaka. We, we old sunbut. Old Sonny Ono. With Sonny Ono. Yeah. Now, uh, Hosaka uh, is, is a relatively new sign to WCW. She joined this year <clears> as part of the, uh, the, the futile women's division. Yep, which we've they have seen formed. her once, I believe. She was in the women's title tournament, and yeah. I know she was in a tag match. Yeah, I think the, the only time we've seen her on Nitro was in the tag match, I think. Mm. But uh, either way, she's a Hawaiian-born, I think, half-Japanese uh, women's pro wrestler who kind of went through, I believe went through the Joshi system before coming over to the States uh, and trying to sort of capitalize on, on the wrestling boom as it was taken off. Uh, and I think she would, after leaving WCW, she was booked to start work for WWE as S.A. Rios's... Um, I, I possibly... Um, yes, there, yeah. was, there, was some, there was some ties to WWF. Yeah. They didn't come along until 1999. Yeah. I was going to say, I think she was originally supposed to have Lita's position in the shows. Um, I don't know if this was her. Um, I'm looking on the, I'm looking on her yeah. wiki right now. She signed a contract with the WWF in 1999, defeating Brandy Alexander in a dark match. Mm. She appeared on Raw as a fan, answering Ivory's challenge for the women's title. Mm. Got attacked by Nicole Bass. Yeah. And then... Um, Accompany Takamichi Noku to the ring, yeah, to face Dean Malenko for the like, heavyweight title. Must not be who I was thinking of. Uh, no, you are right. You are right. As I read right. further down, yes, indeed, uh, Afro Aphrodisia, yeah, uh, was her name. Paired with the soon-to-be debut S.A. Rios, role was given to Amy Dumas. So uh, Sam, you were on the money, honey. So what Lita is is actually um, just a pale imitation of what we could have had. Pale imitation. <laughs> <laughs> And the real deal is about to face Medusa. Now we get a hype for Hogwile here and the motorbike match. Did you know it's on Saturday and that Medusa, um, who we've been seeing a bit more of recently, which has been nice, um, is having a match where it's her versus Paul Nakano and each of them enjoys their motorbikes. So um, Medusa's going to have her Harley Davidson 
Balna Khan is going to have her, and I quote, Japanese-made machine. Uh, and then they're going to fight, and then whoever wins gets to break the other one's bike. Mean, that is. It's the most 90s gimmick ever. It, I love it. <laughs> that That's not going to go down well. You know, that match is going to be, like, brutal as fuck as well. That match is going to be them kicking the absolute shit out of each other. And then we're going to get to see a bike get trashed. Will that go down week. well in yeah, it's Sturgis? Surely they're going to kick off. Well, you know, you know the Harley's not going to lose in Sturgis, surely. <laughs> I imagine so they'll all be like, yeah, screw anything but American motorbikes because it's the 90s. Here's an international <laughs> wrestler smashing up a Harley in Sturgis. I would love that. <gasps> Maybe that's the route we'll go. That'd be exciting. You never know. A uh, great match off the top with these two. Hosaka looking great in there with Medusa, getting some early advantage with harsh kicks and a rope guillotine. USA chance ringing out as Medusa gets locked in a figure four, which he doesn't break out of. Mm-hmm. And an Indian death lock, which he doesn't break out of. Hosaka gets a really strong show in here. Mm. Uh, Maddie gets a few gut punches and pushes back in this one, but then a black limo turns up. So time to cut away from the action, everybody. It's reversing slowly, 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 slowly. Reversing slowly. (laughs) Back to the ring, (laughs) and Medusa gives us... Now, there is probably a proper name for it, but I only know it as the alley hoop. Yeah. (laughs) Just when you put them in the powerball position and you turn it into like a suplex. Yeah. Big Show called it the alley-oop, and he made a really shit version of it where he right. held them up and just went, dropped them backwards. <laughs> but then there's a really slick version of it in the wrestling games. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> but she did that. And I was like, that's nice. Again, the way you described Big Show doing it just sounded like he got everybody up on his shoulders and then immediately took a back bump so that they would just land on his face. I don't think he even... <laughs> <laughs> yes! She's my, on my face! <laughs> my dream! Uh, speaking of wrestling moves this week, this is, of course, the week uh, that Maxine Dupree won a match with the fucking Cyclone Suplex. Nice. From out of Joshi. What tree is that? From Max- out of Old Japan Women. Maxine Dupree. Maxine Dupree. Maxine Dupree in 1996. No, no, no. This is in 2023. I was going to say. I was about to be like, what the no, fuck? No, no, no. It, oh, no, no. Not in this. No. This is in 20. <laughs> I'm bringing this. I'm just dropping a little, a little, a little, a little like, stone in the pool. What's happening? <laughs> she is eternal. So she hit the cyclone suplex and everyone, oh my God, that's a really good move. Yeah. What are you doing? She's, she's doing good things, is Maxine Dupree. Uh, back in 1996, more importantly, Medusa lands a suplex, the suplex variant that I described fantastically there, and a Brett's rope superplex as well. Now, the finish is shite because she drop kicks Sonny Ono, who's getting yep. involved. So obviously when you hit a drop kick, you hit the ring when you finish. And... Osaka just jumped on top of her and pinned her for three. Yeah, well, um, Ono held her feet. I didn't see Ono holding so her feet. Ono's holding her feet. So ah. when she's, she's like flat out and tries to turn around off the drop kick, Ono's got her feet. So I didn't see like that. Being all wily. I feel slightly uh, And better. then as they walk out, the, we, we sort of pan back to the limo. And wouldn't you know, the limo's, the limo's rocking, Tom. <laughs> What's going on in the limo? She's having sex in the NWO. <laughs> Hogan and Hogan and Nash are just fucking going at it. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. <laughs> yep, that's what's happening. They're just fucking banging. <laughs> Hogan and Nash is fucking going at it like it's going out of fashion. <laughs> fucking rutting in the back of the limo. <laughs> that's a twist you never thought you'd see. Tell me again about WrestleMania three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put you over, brother. Over my knee and fucking. All right, this time you're Andre the Giant. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> what did they think we'd be thinking? <laughs> the limo's rocking. They're clearly fucking... A little bit of pre-running sex. The limos are rocking. We're clearly a fuck. <laughs> if the limos are rocking, they're clearly a fucking Nash and Hogan just <sighs> fucking going at it as we cut to break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. kick butt like the NWO, you're either with us or against us. You gotta be wearing the official t-shirt. Buy this shirt! The NWO t-shirt for just 20 bucks plus $5.95 shipping and handling. Call 1-800-NWO-0242. All proceeds will go to the Ric Flair Retirement Fund. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Recap of three weeks ago, Malenko battering Benoit, costing him that match with Eddie Guerrero. That was a fun match. One mm. team to go seek out. Uh, Benoit's in action right now against Alex Wright, I promise. <laughs> Is he Jonathan Ross? Don't know. He's hosting film 96. Benoit is out with woman and Miss Elizabeth. Benoit, serious and stern. Woman, serious and stern. Liz, smiling away. <laughs> having a, having a lovely day. Just, just, oh, 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 there's, a, there's a bit in a minute I can't wait to get to. <laughs> Benoit is intense against Alex Wright from the off. He's clattering him in the corner. Wright giving it right back. Ah, fuck that. Let's cut to the limo. When he, Basically, we have a technical back and forth. <laughs> We're nearly at the limo, where they're still fucking... People don't want to see wrestling. They want to see limos. <laughs> You've been reading WWF magazine. That Vic Venom guy knows what he's talking about. But then we'll miss the technical back and forth that sees a series of drop kicks from Aunt, from Alex Wright and an arm drag. We'll miss the corner attack and Benoit going back to those tight, bright strikes to keep limo. Alex Wright down. Right. <laughs> Come back to the limo. It's a rocking top. 
Because <laughs> I was going to know you fucking. <laughs> Not anymore. But then you miss, you'll miss Benoit doing the Tully Blanchard special, which is dropping him on the ropes. You're missing abdominals. Oh, he's cool and everything, but limo. limo. <laughs> Who's in the limo? The emergency lights were on in the limo. <laughs> Get Hogan hit with his foot back yeah. whilst they were fucking. Those blinkers distracted me that entire match, just going like that. <laughs> I could not look at the ring. I was like, who's in the fucking limo? Has the driver left them on by accident? What's going on? (laughs) The driver's just sat in the front, just staring straight ahead, knowing what's happening in the back, (laughs) really tightly hanging onto the wheel. (laughs) Sweat bead, just running. (laughs) He just puts on some whale music gently, just to some Enya. (laughs) Starts humming sailor way to himself. I should have got that. Should have got that job in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hart appears. Sure, I'd smell like tuna every day. <laughs> oh, but it'd be better than this. It'd be so much better than this. I was trying not to think about what's happening in the back. Oh, he muffled just here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, big daddy. Uh, Jimmy Hart appears and starts shouting at woman. This woman's wasting her time with Benoit who can't win a match and then points to Elizabeth and says, you're wasting your time with this human mannequin. She's useless, he says. She's, She's useless. useless. <laughs> <laughs> just Liz. I swear to God, Liz has just stood there smiling. And Nancy's like, what are you on about? No. She's not useless. And Liz is just like, hello. Do I, is it my running yet? No, you're not running in on this one. You have to shine a little Where's torch. Where's my cup to... of coffee? <laughs> Am I throwing it? Head of security, Doug Dillon, just shining a little torch to lead her out, <laughs> lead her away. It's just wrap up. Come on. <laughs> this is the signal. Come back. Um, he says, Jimmy Hart says to the woman, you've got someone in the back that you're driving crazy. And he gestures to the taskmaster on his novelty tie. Yeah. He says, his life is miserable. And when his life is miserable, my life is miserable. So this is the, the real life Sullivan and Sullivan relationship yeah. being brought to the fore for the first time. But all I can think about is, um, like, it's just Jerry, uh, sorry, Jimmy Hart having to, um, to sort of go through the dimensions. Like, because if he's interacting with Sullivan still, like, he's going to have to, you know, transverse, uh, sorry, traverse time and space to get to the Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. And I just think about him walking through this, like, eternal desert, just in his little airbrush suit just basically like looking for something just on the distance and that's like their little fortress but he's just for days on his hands and knees crawling through this desert i don't know why i was just thinking about like just like jimmy hart Hart in the eclipse from berserk basically (laughs) just like just doesn't know what to do he's just yeah and for us it's a five minute thing but for him it feels like 50 years it's it's 50 days walking through the desert crawling over like all these jagged rocks yeah, <laughs> to get back and go. And Sullivan's just come, like, Sullivan's just like, go out and get her. What do you mean? Go no. and get my wife. <laughs> go get her now while I fill out the forms <laughs> for our holiday. I need her to sign these tax relief forms. But you are right. This is this is sort of starting to bleed over into a real life situation, which makes Glacier's debut all the more ridiculous because we're getting so much more real life 
ebbing into WCW. And then you've got, hi, I'm Karate Man in the Ice Castle. Have you have you ever seen uh, uh, like a, an ice-controlling elemental karate fighter before, Tom? Once when I was on holiday in Swindon. So you know they're real then? Mm. So what's more real? <laughs> you know, are you saying that that experience you had was kayfabe all those years ago? I think it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> Swindon's a pretty hardcore place, man. It is hardcore. <laughs> Uh, on, so be, so she's refusing to go along, but here comes Dean Malenko to try and drag woman into the desert with Jimmy Hart. Yeah, Benoit to the rescue, and then Dean and Benoit brawl to the back. They fight by the bins, and then Benoit whips Malenko into the face heel tree. Yeah, into the big face heel tree. So you know, no, you, so the lines depending on which side of the tree you hit, it's going to either make him more of a heel or nicer. Oh, so maybe hit him on the one side. The tree goes, bestows oh. its wisdom, but you've got to hit the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Apologizes if he goes down the other side. <laughs> he flips him off if he goes the other. Uh, as Tony and Larry ponder on who is in the limo, we've 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 sussed it. It's fine because we get more shots of the limo here. Because as Sam says, limos equal ratings. Here comes Randy Savage. His Disney fireworks going off at just the right time. Yes, he's facing Lord Stephen Regal. He is with Jeeves. with Jeeves. Nice little back and forth. This one. This was lovely. Bit of technical excellence from the start. Savage shuts all that shit down with an eye rake on the ropes and some right hands as we count down to Nitro Hour number two. But there's a disturbance in the force. There is, because Tony Schiavone's gone. Eric Bischoff and Bobby Heenan are normally here, ready to relieve us of our duties, but. Don't tell me I've got to work an extra hour. Don't you dare tell me I've got to do the extra hour. I don't know any of the wrestlers that do the extra hour. I only know the opening wrestlers. My notes run out after this line. Shit. I made so many copious notes for the first hour. Uh, the second hour starts and it's like, we don't know where Bischoff and Heenan are. Guess we're working overtime. Larry's missing his bus again. He's going to be furious. Also, while uh, while Savage is just dragging Regal across the ropes, Larry Zabisco, one of my favorite calls he's made so far, he's just like, he's choking him now. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Siobhan is just like, literally flat. Just, that's right, he is. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tony's going, because so, Tony at the same time is texting his wife going, will be late. Others haven't turned See up. if they will hold the reservation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pages just go mental. Can they do 9.30 at Sizzler? Um, Savage and Regal go back and forth as Luger and Sting, our two favorite Karens, enter the ringside area, and they sit in two of the four free seats that are near the hard cam. Actually, they sit across three of them because they're big lads. Yeah, and they kind of, uh, you know, there's two things here. One, did they pay for them? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So that's Karen behavior, just coming out and taking front row seats. Very Karen. Uh, two, there's just this kid going, sting, 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 sting. Now, Lex Luger will talk to the the, the woman alongside from him with her family, uh, but Sting just blanks this kid. Yeah. Sting is evil. Sting is proving right now that Ric Flair was the better man all along. Not only is he proving that Ric Flair was the better <laughs> man, right? It says it all by how they're sat. Sting is properly manspreading. Yeah. On those seats. Absolute Karens. Whereas Luger is sat with like his leg crossed like a dainty lady. Yeah. It's a nice like you because Luger's kind of just like comfortable as. He's just sort of like Yeah. He sat in, he, he sat in that very and I sit like that on a on 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 a train sometimes when it's quite busy. Yeah. Like I bring my leg up and just you can see it on the podcast feed. It just kind of <laughs> I feel like I make my body smaller. Yeah, but then you got to jam your knees into the back of the chair in front of you. But you got to do, Tom. Mm. It's, it's just stretch your legs out and cross them low. Ah, and the old holds your knees trick. together. 
and it means you get all the leg room. The old low cross trick. And then if anybody next to you is drunk and they start trying to kind of sit further onto you, then you spread. You spread as far as you can. <laughs> you start just leaning back. You really, really listen to some annoying music out loud. You, you, you vomit all over yourself. You do anything you can to get that person out of that seat. <laughs> I really want to be on that flight. And then when they get too. up and they get up and they're like, "What are you doing?" You just go on the empty seat <laughs> and then vomit on that, and then pat the vomity seat. I'm sad I wasn't sat next to you on that flight to California <laughs> that you went on. Just you there, you go. No, that was fucking amazing. We, uh, it was a pretty dead flight, so we we went to. Um, Went to the Virgin desk. She upgraded us straight away to like extra leg room. Yeah. And then because one of the air hostesses was from Leeds uh, and got natter into it, she kept us drunk that entire flight. <laughs> she just kept coming by with just booze. And it was just like you'd wake up after having like an hour's nap and there'd just be like four miniatures. It's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> again. Yeah. That's, do you know what? It's always something to be said. Like people like there's a lot of Karen-esque behavior where people yeah. think oh, I'm just going to complain and stuff. Honestly, if you are nice to people, yeah. you do get a lot. Yeah, sting. Yeah, sting. Just sitting there blanking that child. That child's probably going to go and support a whole different he's federation. Probably, he's going to join the NWO now. Yeah, maybe. Mm, you've sold maybe him. he will. Maybe, uh, well, Sting's going to learn the, the error of his ways. You know, he's going to start feeling all sad and emo eventually. And he probably thinks back to moments like this. Mm. Yeah, where he thought he was a big man. He's going to remember yeah. this. He's going to rue the day. <laughs> Savage throws Regal into the seats by Luger and Sting and then lands an elbow drop back in the ring to get the win. Sting and Luger then immediately head towards the limo, as which Hogan is very quickly putting his trousers back on. <laughs> See, now... he's putting his shirt on, hiding the love bites. <laughs> they get to the limo, they open the door, and there's nothing that happens. They reach in. There's nobody comes out. There's nobody grabs the door, holds it shut. The door's open. It's 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 openable. They reach in and they pull out a funeral bouquet, a wreath. Yeah, like a big old wreath. Oh, place your hands on God. my home. That was like I don't know why, but I don't know if it's still the same. But that was like every single fucking student bar I used to drink yeah. in. Just it'd be on the playlist. Good old reef. Not reef, obviously. We're talking about a wreath, but I sang reef. Yeah. Let's get them right. Uh, the the reef said... Well, the, we'll, Not we'll to be confused with the place reef. Yeah. No, <laughs> or, or the lava reef zone from Sonic 3. Uh, mean Gene is in the ring, chastising a fan from New York for making Matlock jokes. Yes. <laughs> Presumably comparing Gene in his bright jacket to 80s legal beagle Benjamin Matlock, played by Andy Griffith. Matlock! Shut up, New York. Gene tells Savage... That he's banned from Hogwild. Basically, yeah. But he will get a title shot against so either Giant. He's or like, Hogan. you, Randy, are the number one contender, basically. You gotta sit Hogwild out because you're a bit mental. You know, we don't want you around the bikers. Uh, but you know, you, you get the first shot. You like that that title is coming straight to you. Was it um I, I missed some of the steps as to how they got here, like how they banned him. Was it an NWO call to get Savage banned from Hogwild? Because I can't imagine in my wildest dreams, if you've got this imp, this body trying to poison the company, why you go, <laughs> Savage is wild and will probably feels, kill them. Let's it, ban him from the building. It feels like it's a bit of a hangover from, you know, the Randy Savage's insane... Ric Flair wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like, send him to an institution. I'm stealing his money and girl. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's a hangover from that, but I don't really explicitly remember it being like, and Savage is not allowed to go to Hog Wild. Mm. But anyway, 
he can't go, but he's going to, you know, there's going to be pain on mm. the other side of it. Um, Sting and Luger then enter the ring and read the note on the wreath that says condolences on the death of WCW by Hardy Reynolds and Brian Alvarez. Yes. Uh, Sting says he sees a long and healthy life for WCW, at least five years. He's a proper dork, He's such isn't a, he? Such He's such a dork. dork. He's like, oh, well, it's like a literal no you, but yeah. in real life. It's, Your it's shit. Like, yeah. Well, you say the death of WCW, I see a wrestling ring of people. Who's really dead here? And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, Sting, you dweeb. Savage then He's going to go them. home and do his homework, <laughs> get an early night. <laughs> Thankfully, this leads to a long-term story where Sting becomes very cool. So yes. that's all right. Very much so. Savage boots the wreath out of the ring to end the segment. Stick it, dubsy dub. Well, they kick them at the cameraman. Oh, yeah, the cameraman yeah. gets a gets a, gets a Which is very Karen behavior. He's very, yeah. They're very Karen-y, aren't they're they? They're very Karen-y. I'm struggling to, to fall on WWE side here. But the limo leaves. <laughs> they can, yeah. can drop them off at the hotel where they can shower off. <laughs> um, the, actually, I missed this a little bit about Stephen Regal. The Observer writes that Stephen Regal is expected to win the TV title from Lex Luger over the next couple of weeks. They're going to try to give him the belt, try and give the belt prestige since Regal has tours of both England and Japan coming up in September and he's going to defend the belt overseas. They're taping some Regal matches with the likes of Danny Collins and David Finley in, e in England and air them as title defences, which is pretty nice. cool. Nice! To make it more of an international title. Yeah. I love that. And Regal as the company's growing in popularity globally as well. Yeah. Regal's the, absolutely the right guy to do that. Uh, back to ringside. Tony and Larry are soaking wet. Yeah, they're, <laughs> is just, it, they're dripping. Is it just hot or are they... I they mean, stage lights, stage lights are very hot and it's Florida. So yeah. humidity out the arse. And they're working an extra hour. So like they have yeah. the one hour you know, protection yeah, deodorant. They, so now they, it's immediately They've only off. really... They've, they've got their stamina prep for an hour. Yeah. Now they've got to go into overtime. It, it's, it's a bit it's a bit hectic. They're running out of adrenaline. Yeah. We get a recap of Saturday, uh, WWE Saturday night, and Flair is refusing to break the figure four on Chavo Guerrero after a competitive match. Eddie makes a save but gets beaten up himself. Yeah. Eddie has a date with Flair at Hogwild and says that all Flair did was light a fire under him. And a pan, and you, you, <laughs> you heat the pan, and you pan the heat, and then you put your opponent in the pan, uh, only at Sturgis. As <laughs> Larry would put it. Uh, with that in mind, Ric Flair is in action next. The Observer writes that Diamond Dallas Page has been pitching to work with Ric Flair. In, I don't see in, it. In a role I at, don't see you know, it. No, I don't see it. Neither did anybody else. He wants to be the Stevie Richards-esque flunky to Ric Flair. I think it could have worked nicely, though. Mm. I, 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 I'm happy it didn't because I, I like my DDP, yeah. how he is. But at the same time, it could have been a massive career boost for him at the time. It could have been, but we never got it. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair is in action tonight, uh, accompanied by uh, the ladies and the horsemen. He's facing the booty man with Kimberly Payne. The, the old... The old what, what did we used to call him? Was it the butthole buddy? The butthole buddy. The butthole buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the arse hole uh, have uh, the the uh, have the, uh, hab, hab, the habanero bum, the 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 bum obsessed individual <laughs> the man yeah. who is all about bums <laughs> they're not all home runs on this that's no. just Brutus the <laughs> barber bum cake. Bum cake. <laughs> You say bum, brother? <laughs> Shut up, Hogan. You and Nash get out of that limo. Uh, Flair comes out and Arn Anderson follows him with a steel chair and Arn puts his chair 
next to the ring and faces the ramp to look out for outsiders. Well, at first, I thought he... At first, first, I thought he was just looking at the ramp. But then the Mm. camera cuts to reveal Mongo and Benoit leaning on the tree. So really, Arn's Mm. just looking at his boys. (laughs) He's just keeping an eye on them. Mongo and Benoit. No, you two fucking get involved with any of this shit. Also, you look cool. Just lean a little lower. Yeah, you look really cool. Uh, Mongo was on the face side of the tree. He was. Heels are coming. Um, Bobby Heenan arrives as the match gets underway. Flair jumps Booty Man and beats him up around the ring. Yeah, he's just cleaning up from the off. It's like they're going straight to the closing segments of the match. And here comes Bobby Heenan. He says, last week was a nightmare. Eric Bischoff couldn't guarantee him his safety, so he left. He says he's been here all day. He's been sat around backstage waiting for direction. Doesn't know what's going on with Bischoff. I think, legit, I think Heenan might have been just chilling in the limo. Because there was some movement oh, in the limo. No, it's but, Hogan and Nash. Fucking. You know, but then the limo leaves. And then, like, not a couple of minutes later, Heenan's, like, sprinting down. So it's <laughs> like, I kind of hope that Heenan was just like, I'm going to chill on the limo tonight. Oh. I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to drink some champagne. I'm going to do my little bit. And then I'll see you in a bit. He was um, he was asking what was going on. And uh, he said, like, is it safe here now? And Tony Shivan's like, well... You know, the Steiners and, and Bischoff Scott could out not here. protect me, couldn't guarantee my safety last week, so I thought I'd just quickly come by again just to see. <laughs> Can I be safe? Yet? I will enter the dangerous zone to check <laughs> if it's safe for me to return without knowing if there's security or not. Heenan's not convinced at all. And then suddenly, as Flair has a figure four on Booty Man, the horseman hit the ring and just beat up Booty. Yeah. And then Bobby Eden goes, see ya. Bobby's like, no, nope, that's yeah. all I need. <laughs> that's all the evidence I need. This is not a safe workplace. Um, and the booty man gets a fucking shoe in from the horseman. Yeah, Gene gets in and he tries to tell them all to stop, and he's like, leave poor Brutus the Barber leave bum cake bum. alone. <laughs> leave bum get off cake bum cake. Alone. <laughs> get off my bum cake. <laughs> Booty gets his leg smashed in by the chair and multiple figure fours, uh, and this is a message to the NWO and Hulk Hogan. Uh, Arn says to them on the mic to Gene Oakland, intense pain is a wonderful thing, and he realised... His beating last week gave him clarity. The horsemen are the original wrestling gang. And the rule of gang warfare is we send one, you send one of ours to the hospital, we send one of yours to the morgue. Good line. He's basically just saying, violence makes my pecker hard. (laughs) (laughs) In his DT teacher glasses. Uh, then he goes off about... makes me hard as fuck! But he goes on about, like, as he's getting stretched out and he looked across at all of his buddies and all of the destruction <laughs> last week. Uh, about... See a little tent in it. <laughs> but he's going on about... He's going on about the, the New World Order and he's like, and I realised where I'd heard that before and he's like, the good book. Oh. And then he just turns into your QAnon-obsessed uncle. He may as well start writing about JFK Jr. coming back from the dead because he's just like, and the New World Order will bring about one world government at the end of day and all of this stuff and it was like oh Arn nice get nice. Glock go on spill some brains go on <laughs> I love Arn I... just start firing at the NWO <laughs> where was that Arn back then <laughs> maybe maybe Arn back then was like no I'll settle it with my fists but he just always had it in his bag just in case he just look at it and go nah we'll settle it with the fists whereas Arn in this day and age is like oh <laughs> he's cut me up slightly on the road fucking kill you <laughs> I'll kill you 
<laughs> yeah, so Arn gets a bit biblical here. I didn't yeah. write the biblicalness down. Rick, uh, Benoit and Mongo spout angry messages, and then Flair screams for Hogan. You want our attention? You've got it. Hogan crossed the line, attacking Ar- Rick Flair's best friend. So they put hurt in on Hogan's best friend. Come and get him, pal. And this is it. So we've already seen the nasty boys getting vigorously grilled by the Karens, um, mm. and the kind of up in the air nature of well, Hogan's your fucking meal ticket. Um, you must be on his side because he. You know, everybody knows your Hogan's bezies. Uh, and so Brutus gets a kick in and all. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, you know, where do you sit? What are you going to do? Why haven't you spoken out against your friend? That's it, is it? Yeah. Just uh, silence is violence in yes. this case. Mm. You know, sometimes they say like, oh, your violence is incredibly loud. And you've had nasty boys really not shut down the idea of the NWO, like Sting and Leg and such have. And Brutus Man just came out as if nothing was happening. It was just yeah. another day at the office. It's like, are you also you them? they're they're really trying to pick sides here in this fight and then we cut to an nwo announcement just before we do i want to we get a full recap of the attack from last week oh yes the full recap and then we get a line from larry which i thought you'd appreciate where he says that he talks about you know the end of days requotes what arn said and says i he said i think hogan if you shave the back of your head there's going to be three sixes there you've got a lake of fire to look forward to well, in fairness, if he was the Antichrist, he is the Antichrist. and if we believe in, uh, you know, biblical kind of brimstone and fire and sulfuric hell, uh, well, you, should, you know, he's already put his hand in the, in the water and went, it's not hot. You fucking love a lake of fire. Oh, yeah. That's long-term storytelling. Yeah, it'd be like, no, we're going to put you in a pond in Norwich. <laughs> like, that'd be hell. It's not lukewarm. Yeah, it's not lukewarm. <laughs> Never thought of how that is long-term storytelling. Yeah. That's amazing. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. We get a minute and a half of just New World Order fever dream here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hogan walking on his knees, pretending to be a child, saying, wanting Lex to show off his poses. And yeah. Kevin Nash, who uh, once again finds himself in a position with Hogan on his knees in front of him. <laughs> Come on, Tom. <laughs> they were fucking the in fruit, the limo. The fruit's hanging far too low now. They were fucking in the limo. <laughs> and, and Nash is... It's, hey, love wins, but they were fucking in the limo. Hogan uh, forgot to take his flowers with him, though. <laughs> he gave Nash the flowers at the end. They mock Sting's woo, and they reenact the beating from last week with silhouettes. Yeah, like, so they've got baseball we bats. Had. They've got, uh, you know, they're kind of just aping a lot of the attack that they, they performed. Mm. Uh, and then there's there's a weird one where Hogan pulls out like a Borat-level Nat joke. Where like, the giant wants to keep his belt. Nat. <laughs> and it's like, it's so fucking 90s. Oh, Hogan man. read a book of cool 90s jargon yeah Hogan just basically listened to his kids talking and went that's it I'm gonna steal that (laughs) Scott Hall says the crowning jewel will be Hulk Hogan becoming the NWO world heavyweight champion yeah not the WCW champion the NWO you got Hall saying like it's just business and you know things can be a bit difficult when you're trying to start up your own corporation Uh, and he's really kind of expressly stating that NWO is looking to be a promotion it's nothing personal, it's, but if you yeah, want to make it personal, personal, that's fine with yeah. us. You can do. We'll hit you with a bat and we'll throw your head first into a thing like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> but it's <laughs> a, it's such a bunch of inconsistencies and uh, 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 and object uh, and what's the word when you say something and then you say something completely the opposite to it. It's falling out of my head. 
You know the word I mean. Juxtaposition. No. When you say the word... It's a flurge. It's a complete flurge. I'm going to have to go... Um, <laughs> hypocritical. Hypocritical. Yeah. It's such a hypocrisy. Yes. Because they'll go, hey, it's just business. We're just not making it personal. And then you get, then there's a whole ass going, Stig, Luger, you're going to be out of a job soon. <laughs> it's just business, but we're going to make your families hungry. <laughs> it's also Hulk Hogan's birthday the day after Hogwarts. And then they sing happy birthday half-heartedly to Hulk Hogan. So fucking weird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the tape <laughs> is stopped, <laughs> Like in a proper nighty's way. And then you hear like, production, and a load of like talking over the mics. Do we come back to Tony and Larry who look very confused and they're told to fill whilst uh, they, they've stopped the tape yeah. at the request of Sting and Luger who are there in the production truck like Karen's so who the fuck gave Sting and Luger the right to dictate what is on a show exactly they paid for it they it's, paid for that it's threatening behaviour yeah you had a guy on the phone behind going mm. like well they told me to pull it uh, and you know you got the director going like what the fuck uh, and then you've got those two going no I don't agree with this and because I don't agree with this, they can keep their money. Give them their money back. Eric Bischoff's probably already spent that money on Glacier's new outfit. <laughs> He's what are you doing? He spent it on fishing what? tackle. Yeah. Well, and a brand new bike for everybody for, for <laughs> motorbike week. You know? Are you, who does Sting think he is? You can't just do and that. And then Luger and him just stand around all threatening, like going, oh, yeah, we're going to hang around here for a bit. And then when they're kind of told they have to leave, Sting's like, well, fine, we don't want to fucking be here anyway. <laughs> Lex, there's free pot pie and Mountain Dew in my locker room. And then Lex literally goes, free pie? <laughs> and then they walk out. Man who has had a carb since <laughs> 1992. He, he can't even look at carbs. Like, <laughs> just, they just look like static to him. Um, that's the same line that Nash said when they invaded the production truck. Yeah. Free Popeye Mountain Dew in our trailer. That must be an in-joke. No, no, it can't be. It can't be. I think Sting was like, they got free, they got fucking dressing room <laughs> and they got free Popeye Mountain Dew and I'm sat here like a sucker paying for my Popeye Mountain Dew. <laughs> Eric. And then Eric was like, for fuck's sake, those loud mouths. <laughs> and then he's had to amend Sting's deal to put free Popeye Mountain Dew. Sting doesn't even eat Popeye. Yeah, he hates Mountain Dew. Sting doesn't Dew. even drink Mountain Dew. He's just got it. It's the principle you know, of the thing. It's the principle of the matter. <laughs> Sting's sitting there eating like super healthy stuff. He's, you know, he's just like eating some, eating some like plain ass chicken. Just, just doing, doing some like warm ups, keeping himself ready for later. And the pot pie just sits there getting colder. He's just not colder. It. <laughs> Sometimes he'll just punch it. He'll just punch the stack <laughs> of pot pies. <laughs> and then he'll blame a crew member for it. And be like, what have you done? You punched me pot pie, you bastard. We've seen how he behaves with the crew. <laughs> we know that he's a total Karen now. I don't, I don't think there's any coming back from this. Oh, my God. Well, we'll find <laughs> but out. Yeah, it's got to be some form of rib. We get the first trailer for Hogwild. I don't think we've had a trailer for Hogwild. No, we've seen logos. We've, they they think, talked about we, it. We've seen like the little kind of... I don't even think I've seen a logo. I'm sure we've seen the logo with the little handlebars and the Chrome, logo, uh, the Chrome WCW on it, but... It does feel odd. Mm. But then again, we're getting a repeat of it this year with All In at Wembley Stadium. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but at least with Hogwild, they had matches at They better have free pot pie and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've contacted their PR team, so we've got it on our rider. 
It's fine. Uh, we get our first trail for Hogwild, and after that, it is the Giant defending the WCW title against Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman. This match should have been just titled, well, it's a slow week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so Macho Man has literally been told, you're next in line for a title shot after, you know, uh, Hogwild. Um, and he has to watch Sergeant Craig Pittman mm-hmm. challenge for the belt. I reckon that backstage they said, Savage, good news. You're, you will be the number one contender. You will face uh, either Hogan or the Giant after yep. Hogwild or Pittman. Uh, is that all right? <laughs> Were you, what was that last bit? No. No, no, no Hogan. Hogan or Giant or Pittman. After Hogwild. It's good, that. Yeah. What's that little bit you said at the end? Hogwild. <laughs> no, before that. After. <laughs> before that. Giant. <laughs> So what you mean, mate? <laughs> Definitely that. Hey, oh, Giant's walking out to the ring. I wonder who he's fighting. Don't worry about it, Randy. Oh, could you just <laughs> nip? Hey, there's Popeye and Mountain Dew in Randy, Sting's locker somebody, room. Somebody saw the limo over by Space Mountain. Yeah, could you go can and have you a please look? just nip over there and have a look? <laughs> there clearing. is a Slim Jim stand. Don't worry. You can refuel. <laughs> so Pittman is challenging for the WCW title. I, I get it. You want to have an exhibition for Giant. You didn't need to make this a title match. Is it a title match? Yes, because yeah. they hold the belt up. Oh, they fucking do, don't they? Pittman, Pittman having a title match. Yeah. And it, Pittman, Pittman's been watching the product the last couple of weeks, so you can tell. We'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> he tries to out-wrestle the Giant. He does. It's all for now. He does nope. A, <laughs> he, back, he does a back grapple, but gets bum-busted into the corner. Yeah. Giant then goes to town with stomps, the corner just chokes. standing on him. Uh, Pittman, however, has a little rally. Mm. Just r- two running headbutts. Because he saw Rey Mysterio do it last week to the trailer. <laughs> Craig Pittman <laughs> is the only one watching the product. <laughs> He's the only one that knows what people want. But legitimately, that move's got to make you shorter. <laughs> like, I swear, like, he's just running full pelt into him, and Giants just tensing. Giants' abs have got to be like a washboard at this point, or at least he's got to be firm enough to feel a bit like a wall. Yeah. So it's like. You're just kind of going, bump, just head first. Like, you're going to look like Barney Rubble by the time everything's done. You're, you're going to have no neck. You're going to have a chiropractor and he just kind of goes, whoop, like an extendo neck. And then all of a sudden, you're just like back to 6'2". 7'8". Yeah. I think that's it's a horrible move to take. Yeah. I like the fact that he is inspired by Ray, though. He's playing 4D checkers. That kid got so over. <laughs> so ready to get over. You have to run headfirst into something. Yeah, sure, Pittman, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Just go out and have a match. So he hits the two of them, but obviously it does nothing. The third one leads to a goozle and a choke slam for the win. Cheers, Pitbull. Post-match, he's going to do another one, but Teddy Long Teddy Long's like, in. please don't hurt him. Please don't hurt him. Please. And he's like, all right. And he grabs Teddy and he choke slams Teddy instead. I no, like that. Long takes a hell of a... Chokey slammy as well. Absolute beast of a choke slap. Giant tells us that match was a message to the world. He wanted to be a world champion ever since he was a kid, and now he's doing it, defending WCW, and he warns Hulk Hogan that his 15 minutes of fame are up. Just a reminder, that was your World Heavyweight Championship match, uh, and in the main event, we've got the Nasty Boys. Yeah! Why wouldn't you want it that way around? The Nasty Boys is indeed our main event. They're facing Sting and Leg Luger. Now, Nasties, Sting, Luger, and Savage have already run around with each other. On Saturday night, we had, I think it was Savage teaming with Sting against the Nasty Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Deborah reclaim the briefcase mm-hmm. from Savage, the Halliburton that contains all of Savage's money. As if because you he's like just... an old woman <laughs> yeah. and puts it under his mattress at night. 
It's like, yeah, why don't we just put it in the bank? Yeah, I'd, I'd have gone, I, I, hey, Savage, you got your, you're your telling me, back. You're not you telling me go? you're that rich. It's the 90s. There's probably not even holograms on driving licenses at this point. <laughs> just just like have a, 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 a new license that's Randall, but with two L's, Savage, <laughs> uh, and open a new bank account. You know? It would make more sense, but yeah. no, he's no. Just keep it loose. Just keep it loose. Put it in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. <laughs> Was it e gold? That might have been a thing very soon. Global force gold. Yeah. Well, yeah, could have also gone global force, but you've got to have gold to trade for that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Knobs and Sags double team Luger for ages to start our main event. Sting hot tags and runs wild. Sags goes to grab Sting's foot but misses. I think this, I think they went, oh, actually, that's a key spot. Let's just yeah. do that again. Because then Sting bounces off the same bit of the ropes, and this time Sags catches him and pulls him down. Yeah. So then we have Sting getting beaten up by the nasties for ages. Yeah, Sting just gets isolated. Mm. Sting avoids a Brett rope attack with a boot and hot tags to Luger. And then Luger is throwing knobs and Sags all over the place. Goes to put a torture rack on Sags. Uh, but Nobs breaks it up. Yeah, it turns uh, into a bit of a brawl from there. Just chaos, yeah. isn't it? Sting, though, once they're brawling outside the ring, back in the ring, Sting gets a tap out on Sags with the Scorpion Deathlock. Thank God. Even though Nasties are in the main event, they're not winning. Yeah, Rick Steiner got involved as well behind the ref's back on the outside. Uh, oh, I miss Steiner yeah, getting so amongst Rick them. Rick Steiner kind of, he just lays it in real quick. Uh, and that allows, it kind of helps them get the win. Well, interesting, because that obviously will play into something, because the whole idea of them all night, they turn on commentary, look, they're not here to get involved. They're yeah. just, look at happens, how well-behaved Meng's been. He's not even <laughs> attacked Benoit once. <laughs> They've just given him like an iPad. And he was trying to attack him last week while everybody else had been attacked. <laughs> this week he is behaving. Mean Gene is in the ring with two young fans and staying a leg Luger. The little lads flexed before they shoot out of the ring so they can talk about the limo that's pulled up again and they're like what a limo's pulled up again oh no it hasn't oh, and the crowd's yes, like oh it yes it has it's literally pantomime level back and forth they've had to take it to get it to get <laughs> the back seat sprayed clean <laughs> it's covered in fluid from two rather large gentlemen who appear you're really fixated on this i just think they were fucking in the limo <laughs> and i just want to get that point across uh, Sting says, I tell you what, how about we go check out the limo again? There might be Yay! another might be another reef in it. Yay, kids, let's go. They head over to the limo with Mean Gene along with them. And then Tony preemptively goes, that's all the time we got. And they're like, no, it's not. It's shut, shut up, Tony. <laughs> they open the door and somebody throws something at them and then immediately slams the door shut and, and they leave. driven off. And then, and then we're out of time. Then we're out of time. We just get a look at what it is that was thrown. It was a sports briefcase with the Turner logo on. Yeah, and this is in like an exclusive. So I don't know if they ran out of time and they had to just, just I think tack they, this on to the I, week after. But I think they fucked it up, but then yeah. WWE Network have gone, let's just fix that let's in just post. just stick it in. Because the graphic in the bottom left corner is very crisp and clean. Yes. Which makes me think this is a little something that WWF have added after. Mm. Um, on the network, we do get this after show exclusive, which is Leg Luger revealing that inside the briefcase is a letter printed in Courier New Font. Yes. That says, Ray was right. There are four guys, or are there five? See you in Sturgis. And at that point, Lex Luger finds out that it's nothing to do with the NWO. It's a brand new burger chain He's like, that is but... starting up very, very soon. <laughs> Not a five guys joke, Tom. Five guys. Five guys. It says joke. five. It's it's the. I just find this whole thing like you've got Luger there going, but why has it got the Turner logo on it? Yeah. What's going on? 
<laughs> Only people who work at Turner can have a Turner thing. Certainly no one could just take one from an you office. You couldn't just do a tour of their facilities and go to their shop and buy something. Exactly. I've got a little I've got a little cup full of fucking heart and capital. You pens. couldn't just beat up a member of staff and take their turner bag. You could buy it on eBay. Yeah. Easy. It looks like a bowling bag more than anything. It looks like quite a nice bag. Yeah. Wouldn't they kept calling it a briefcase? It looked like it was too fabricy to be a briefcase. I want uh I don't know why it's just popped in my head talking about fabricy briefcase. <laughs> uh, I found a, a long sleeve lead uh, sorry Dungeon of Doom shirt. But it's eighty-eight quid, and I cannot, oh. I cannot spend that money on it. But I, oh, I want them to do some reprints. Oh. I want them to do some reprints so bad. Eighty-eight quid. Eighty-eight quid, yeah. Fucking hell. Ah. Steep. And it's just all their faces, like with the logo. It's like proper cheesy old oh, shirt. Fantastic. Oh. Is it on eBay? Uh, it, it was on like a, one of the vintage resale sites, I think. Right. Yeah. If you're selling it, do it cheaper. Just, 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 just send it here. <laughs> yeah, send it yeah, across just here. Send it, send it here. So that was Nitro. We're on the way to Hog Wild. It was a. It wasn't great, was it? No, for, for a go-home <laughs> show, it felt a little bit naff. I'm not going to lie. We didn't really get much further in. We didn't really see Hall and Nash or Hogan outside of the... The paid you know, the, announcement. The, the paid announcement, which I get, you know, you don't want to be throwing them out there every week. You want to save it and make it feel more special. But at the same time, it's just a bit... It felt a bit weirdly inconsequential, but at the same time, it's kind of setting up the whole, like... NWR playing with them. You know, they don't even have to be there for them to be on edge. Look, they've got all of the mid-carders out protecting everybody else. So it works, but it just felt like a bit of a flat week after we've had a good run of like exciting weeks. Yeah, and, and, it, and the thing is, we've joked about it, but Sting, Luger, Mean Gene... They all come across as just whiny little bitches. Yeah. <laughs> they don't come across as like company saving heroes. They just come across as whiny little bitches. So I guess they're going to be annoyed before it progresses further, right? So we've got to get through the annoyance phase. Well, they kind of had that, I feel. Like Sting's been quite fiery. Yeah. And like, you know, and and then the thing of like going into the into the production truck and stopping the tape. Now you yeah. a proper a proper face would do. Hey, they come out at, Ho at Hogwild and they're just like Sting will not be performing tonight. Neither will Lex Luger. They broke the FCC's communications <laughs> uh, advertising law. Uh, <laughs> No, the new the new thing there, the new the new Vogue would be just Sting just demands they run his Wow, yeah. where do they get this stuff? <laughs> magazine advert over and over again. This is where do we get this stuff that the magazine he's reading just says Hogan is rubbish. Yeah. Where do they get this stuff? <laughs> just a jump cut of Hogan being crap at wrestling. I've paid for that now. I want I, I why everyone's just why paying for we, adverts. Why haven't we seen Sting properly hanging ten on a surfboard? We should. They should pay for an advert for yeah. that to happen. I want to see it, like a, a big tidal wave-sized wave, <laughs> just having Sting riding down it, shouting "Hogan's rubbish!" And spelling it out with the surfboard because he's so skilled. Because he's oh, Surfer Sting. Nice. Yeah. Surfers... Like, that's on him to learn the skills, but he's got two weeks. <laughs> Less than two weeks. He's got like six days. No, I, I, we'll do it for. In fact, we'll save it for Bash at the Beach, but we're not okay. going to tell him about it until two weeks beforehand. Ah, okay. Pressure will make him work harder. Pressure makes diamonds. Exactly. <laughs> I just I want to see a future where all the rest of the storylines have progressed because they all buy advertising space. <laughs> the following announcement has been paid for by Jim Duggaroni's Pizza. We're getting there. We're getting there. You think wrestlers aren't going to have fucking logos on their gear before long? Oh, do you remember Big E had his cameo uh, address on his logo on his tights for a while? No, 
Yeah, briefly. I think he had a he had a th- he had his cameo. So replace that with like British Petroleum. That's yeah. the future of WWE. I think so. Sponsor yeah. your athletes. Yeah. Well, no, no, the sponsor the athletes, Tom. No, the the athletes are going to wear the logos. The oh. company makes the money, Tom. Right. Yeah. Of course. Sorry, I for, I for a second there thought that the stars. Well, were... you want your own ad deals? <laughs> no, no, no. Get out there, AJ. Get out there. He said, but I don't want to get out there. And he's just wearing like just I don't know what would be like Mr. Sheen. Yeah, Mr. Sheen or Mr. Muscle. <laughs> you know, he's just wearing like a, a just a household brand. We've got an English wrestler out there. Put them in like a a, a Baxter's Peas <laughs> tin outfit. That's that's the future. That's wrestling. You know, the story never ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's expecting you to go? Story never ends. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> look to look to Mexico, right? Look to Mexico. We've got Marvel characters. Right, that's a gentle start because they're characters, right? It's whole characters. But what about like when they make, say, the Judgment Day all come out wearing like, I don't know, Doctor Strange Seven, like yeah. logos all over their branded, all over their their ring gear. I think they'd make them dress like characters before they just slap on no, Doctor Strange Seven. They're gonna go like, Friday. Eventually, they're gonna go. God, these costumes are so expensive. Just get vinyl stickers. Just. <laughs> I just slap them on yeah. everywhere. Iron-ons, just iron-on patches, <laughs> just like, and it'll be brands that don't, don't even have anything to do with, like Colgate, Quaker Oats. You know, it'll, it'll just be random stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe somebody gets sponsored by Rice Krispies, but they're a hardcore wrestler, so they pour out. They've got like one of those little boxes. Oh and yeah. yeah, you get Death Alley driven and into it, them. Well, yeah, except you'd call it the Snap Crackle and Pop. You would, yeah. <laughs> Well, we have officially ironed on this week's episode of the Classic Nitro Review permanently. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We're back next week. Uh, check out uh, at some point very soon, uh, Afternoon Tea with Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. That's the big thing I'm plugging at the moment. Like I'm very that. excited to watch it. Oh, he was great. He just was great. That's the only way I describe it. You know? Yeah. He's great. It's on the YouTube channel very, very soon. Anything you want to plug? Uh, not particularly. Uh, streaming I'll be tonight? streaming on Thursdays which is at tonight? 6 p.m., which is not tonight. It's tomorrow. No, but tonight, we're recording today. We're recording on a Wednesday. This what is going out. Do, what time does it go out? This goes out at about four o'clock in the afternoon. All so right, be... well, I'll see you in two hours. And if you're not there, <laughs> well, I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm just disappointed more than anything. Thursdays at Coltaholic is Sam Driver Day because you get a new podcast and you get a stream. Yeah. It's Sam Driver Day. Yeah. So put a little put a little respect on my stream. Put a little bovril on it. Yeah, put a little bovril on it. <laughs> And we'll have more <laughs> wrestling news throughout the day as well at Cultaholic.com. He's at the Sam Driver. I'm at Tom Campbell together. We're at Goldaholic. It's not Tony, 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 Tony. We've got 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 